Blog Talk Radio. You got to accentuate the positive Mine ain't the negative latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. You gotta spread joy up to the maximum. Bring gloom down to the minimum. Have faith. A pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute. And today um, I have a, a special treat. Um, today I have invited um, Geraldine Jones, uh, who is, uh, she is a motivational speaker and uh, she speaks about uh, life after retirement. Um, and she's also my mom. And uh, this is my uh, tribute to her uh, for Mother's Day, but I wanted to have her on the show today because she uh, brings a message um, of of hope and, and change, and um, and you know she just wants um, people to know that um, there there is life after retirement. So join us as we welcome um, to our show motiva- uh, motivational speaker. And after and life after retirement advocate Geraldine Jones. She is a retired social worker who worked in social services for over thirty years, providing advocacy services to neglected and abused youth. Uh, Geraldine states that she never really planned to retire, but intended to transition from working with the county to working in private adoption. Before she was able to make the transition, health problems forced her to retire and reevaluate her life. She was diagnosed with diabetic myopathy and realized um, she was losing her sight. She went into a depression and felt hopeless about her situation. Through spiritual support from her family, church, retirement community where she
Hi, everybody. I'm sorry about that. My phone disconnected, um, so I, I really apologize for that. But um, to finish up uh, the bio, um, she is continuing to discover that there can be life after retirement despite medical, uh, physical, and other impairments that often follow the aging process. She speaks to seniors, those who are close to retirement, disabled, and youth about hope, change, and faith. Journey with us as we learn how to prepare and transition through the aging process towards retirement. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you, Katrina. I appreciate <laughs> you, you are, inviting me. You are welcome. Now, now, Mom, you know, it's so funny. You listen to my show. Um, you know, you often listen to my show. And because we're live, so many things can happen. And, um, and I just have to roll with the punches and laugh, you know. And so I got disconnected. Um, you know, I got disconnected, but I was able to – to get back in. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you um, to tell us something about yourself. Okay. <clears throat> My name is Geraldine Jones, and I'm 78 years old. I'm the mother of four children, grandmother of five, and great-grandmother of two. I currently live in the Grecian Garden Apartments in North Royalton. In 2002, I retired from the Cuyahoga County Department of Human Services after many years working as a social worker. I had intended, after retirement, to become a certified social worker in foster homes and adoptive services in Cuyahoga County. Due to serious illness with my vision, which I have diabetic retinopathy, I could not pursue this goal. Now, I will, and this is how I was able to make changes in my life. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, I, you know, I hear you saying that, um, um, you know, you hadn't really planned on retiring. You were just going to kind of switch careers, and it sounds like you were going to do something that you wanted to do. That you know, kind of, you know, that that you had a, a passion for or an, an interest in. And then, because of medical issues, you know, you were pretty much forced to go in a different direction. Yeah. Um, can, can, yeah, can, you, can you tell us what that change was like going from working to retirement and, and retirement where, you know, you weren't transitioning to, you know, a different job or something that you wanted to do, but, you know, you were, you know, kind of forced into a retirement where you were at home and facing, you know, some pretty serious medical problems. What was that, what was that like for you? Well, initially, uh, it was I, w- I was afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very fearful of losing my sight, uh, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how I was going to adjust to making that uh, transition. And I was angry. I was angry because I knew that I had been neglectful. 
and uh, that was hard for me to accept. And I was just angry with the doctor. I was just angry. And um, it was hard for me to face myself. And uh, I was not satisfied with my life and the way things was going. Okay. Now, when when you say you were angry um, at yourself, why why were you angry at yourself? I was angry uh, with myself because I've had diabetes for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. And doctors during that time had been telling me that uh, diabetes was a very tricky disease and uh I should watch out for it because um, it would uh, lead to other things and it would be serious. Mm-hmm. And uh, I initially, I didn't really believe that I had it, although there's many people. I got a history in my family of diabetes. In mm-hmm. fact, my mother passed from diabetes, so I knew I had a history in my family of diabetes, but I just thought that, I, it would pass me up, and uh, I just didn't think that I had it. And so I was very neglectful. Uh, okay. I wasn't taking my medication like I should. I wasn't eating on time. I wasn't eating the, uh, uh, the correct food, and uh, I just was not taking care of myself. I was neglectful. And so okay. I was angry about that because I, I, I felt that had I been more thoughtful of what was going on with me, uh, things would not have ended up the way they ended up. And then I was angry with the doctor because he told me that I had it. And uh, I I just became angry. I was just angry, just an angry woman, (laughs) just angry. Okay. Okay. And it sounds like initially, um, you know, at at the beginning um, diagnosis, um, there there was, um, it sounds like there was a lot of denial. Definitely denial. Mm -hmm. Definitely denial. And and I know that diabetes is really tricky. They call it the silent killer, one of the silent killers. Um, because a lot of things are, are, can be happening in your body and you don't notice it right away. So I think it's real easy to say, ah, nothing's wrong with me, uh, you know, or, you know, I'm going to eat what I want to eat because a lot of times you don't begin to feel the symptoms of it um, for a while. Right. Um, I didn't start feeling the symptoms until it had affected uh, my, uh, the nerves and in my eyes. And that's when I started having problems. Okay. And, you know, and I really, really appreciate you sharing with us and and talking about this because, um, you know, there are a lot of people who um, get diagnosed with medical conditions. um, And in the beginning stages, there's a, a denial that takes place. Um, and so, you know, I just, I just really appreciate you um, sharing your, you know, sharing with us. Um, so I know that um, after you retired and, um, well, can you tell us a little bit about, because um, I know you, you kind of went to a depression and, um, you know, what were some things that you, that, that happened to you or that you did to kind of, come out of that because there were some really exciting things that you did once you were able to kind of pass pass through that 
um, stage of, of depression and, and hopelessness. But, um, you know, what can you tell us just a little bit about what that was like and, and how you were able to move past it? Well, initially, uh, once the, the uh, diagnosed that uh, I uh, was up for surgery uh, and that I might lose my sight, uh, it uh, took me to a place where I had to start thinking about, did I want to live? Because uh, I just thought that if I went blind that I was going to die. And I might not have died physically, but I was dying mentally. Okay. And uh, the only way that things would change is that I had to change the way that I was thinking and the way that I was acting. And uh, I had to think about that, and I thought about it, and uh, I was not ready to die physically or uh, or mentally. So uh, I did make uh, up my mind that uh, I was willing to change, and that was hard on me because uh, I uh, had been so used to doing the things that I shouldn't have been doing. And... Uh, I didn't know whether I wanted to change or not. I mean, one, I did want to change, but then I didn't want to change. And I know a lot of times I had said that I wanted to change, and I didn't change because I was in the habit of not doing what I was supposed to do. Wow. Wow. So you're talking about lifestyle changes. Right. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. Okay, so I want to ask you, you know, what um, um, what type of, um, you know, what, because I know that there are, are, are people who are going through, um, you know, similar situations as you are. Um, some of it is a part of the aging process, and then some of it is just a part of, um, of, of uh, you know, having problems that, that, you know, come upon us as we get older that, uh, you know, and then some of it is just not be, you know, not really, um, but maybe even being in denial about retirement, you know, just so uh, just so much. But um, what, are some, what are some resources, you know, that, that you, you know, that you were able to tap into that, 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 what, that became a support system to you? Well, initially, mm-hmm. initially, uh, once they told me that uh, I uh, had diabetic renopathy, uh, mm-hmm. and the doctor he suggested that uh, I go to the sight center, okay. and uh, he told me that I didn't have to go. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't go, but that's what mm-hmm. he suggested because he felt that they would be able to help me with uh, what was going on with me, and he suggested that I go to the site center. And so this is what I did. I started going to the site center. Okay. That's one of the things I did. Okay. And then uh, after I started going to the site center, and uh, I met a lot of people, a lot of people, and especially a lot of older people, uh, are having the same problem or similar problems that I am having because I still have diabetes and I still have the renopathy. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people there were having, so I was able like to talk with people, and so I, I began to feel a little better about what was going on with me. Okay, and uh, I was able to accept it more than I had been initially. I was okay. able to accept it more, and okay. um, after uh, I, I started going to the sight center. Uh, I started uh, going to uh, the senior center, um, okay. which is for seniors, <laughs> and okay. uh, because a lot of times we forget, we forget, and we don't, we really don't want to get old, and we forget that we are old, and we still think that you know we at an age where we want to be, but you know we we've gotten to that age where we we have passed the age that we want to be. And, uh, you know, we go uh, to the senior center, which welcomes, you know, all the seniors. And so once you start going to the senior center and then you really meet people that's younger than you or older than you. And I met so many people and heard so many stories. And uh, that was just uh, so helpful to me. Because I had not met, I, I had met people, but I had not met people that was as open about what was going on with them for this. So okay. this was very help, helpful to me. Okay. So you were able to tap into the resources in your community, sounds like I hear you saying. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. All right. And it sounds like a lot of resources that you might not have necessarily tapped into had you not had this problem. Like the senior, uh, the senior centers, they offer uh, so many resources just to people who are over 65 years old. But a lot of people may not tap into the resources because they feel like, well, I don't need that. Right, right. And then a lot of people don't tap into the site center either. Okay. Uh, it's a lot of uh, people... Uh, I don't know if it's a stigma or, or what. Well, I know I didn't want to go because uh, <laughs> the reason I didn't want to go is because I didn't want to be blind. Okay. And uh, I didn't want them to give me no stick because if I uh, they gave me a blind stick, then that would let everybody know that I was blind. And uh, I didn't want that. Wow. Uh, I wanted to be able to see like everybody else was seeing, but okay. uh, I was not able to do that, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to go. But then after he told me that <laughs> I wasn't, I was going blind. You know, that's when I made up my mind that you know these are some things that I needed. You know, okay. it wasn't about what I wanted at that point; it was what I needed. Okay, and uh, that's what I did. Wow. Well, I know that, you know, once you begin to get involved, um, you begin to kind of start um, participating in, in in some hobbies and interests that you, you know, hadn't participated in before. So what type of activities um, did you become involved in after retirement, and what inspired your action? Well, one thing, initially, uh I started um, guitar lessons. <laughs> I uh, was going to the sight center, and uh, 
they had this uh, guy, he played the guitar. <clears throat> so a group of uh, seniors at the uh, at the site center, uh, we signed up for it, and uh, he started teaching us guitar lessons, and they gave us all guitars. But then uh, he got ill, and uh, he stopped teaching. So then I was no longer uh, taking lessons. And when you have handicaps, it's hard to find someone that's really willing to work with you and the handicap that you have is very hard. So uh, when you can find someone that's willing to work with you and willing to accept where you're at and go from that point, you you know, that's amazing because, you know, that don't happen often. So uh, I started uh, taking guitar lessons, and then uh, he uh, stopped uh, teaching because he got very ill. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I went to uh, Florida on a family vacation, mm-hmm. and uh, my grandchildren, they wanted to go swimming, and so they was uh, begging me to go swimming with them well. I couldn't swim, so I'm telling them, I say, well, I can't swim. The only thing I can do is, like, play in the water. I don't know how to swim. So all my grandchildren know how to swim. So they was like, oh, Grandma, we'll help you. We'll help you. We're going to show you how to swim. Mm -hmm. We went to the swimming pool, and they got in the water and forgot I was there. So I said, okay, I said, uh, when we go back uh, to Cleveland, I said, I'm going to take lessons and I'm going to learn how to swim. Then when we uh, go on vacation uh, next year, I'm going to know how to swim. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to show them, you know, (laughs) that I can swim too. So uh, I uh, came home from uh, Florida and uh, I started taking lessons. And uh, it took me a while to learn, but I finally did learn. But it took me a while because <laughs> I, I I refused to turn the wall loose because I would get in the water, but I refused to turn the wall loose. But I finally turned it loose, and uh, I did learn how to swim. Okay, and a couple of more things I'll just say that I did learn how to do. <clears throat> we took ceramic, ceramics, and uh, I sang... Uh, I learned how to do sign language, and so I sang with the choir, the deaf choir. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took organ lessons. Mm-hmm. And uh, the manager where I live at, I live in the Grecian Gardens, uh, she had asked me uh, would I like to take organ lessons. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I would like to take them. So she said, well, I'm going to introduce you to the teacher. So she introduced me to the teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started uh, doing classes. So uh, in three months, I learned how to, at least I thought I was playing, at least I was able to do the keyboard and mm-hmm. uh, uh, play Older Joy. <laughs> so wow. I was so happy because I was able like to uh, use both my hands uh, mm-hmm. and my feet. I was able to uh, end it and and uh push the uh, keys down, and I was so happy, and I was just spreading my joy everywhere I went. I, was, I could play. I was telling everybody, I could play, I could play. People mm-hmm. was like just looking at me. <laughs> I, was like, I was just happy. So I was telling, I was I was spreading the news. 
I was mm-hmm. spreading joy because I was happy and I wanted everybody to be happy. <laughs> wow. And you learned how to play at the age of 76, is that right? Yes. Wow. Well, I was 75 then. Well, no, I probably okay. was about 76 okay. because it took me a while to learn how to swim. <laughs> it took me a wow. long time. Yes. Wow, that is amazing. Yes. That is amazing. But, you know, I had a very good teacher. Uh, the teacher that I had, she mm-hmm. really worked with me. Uh, she said she had never worked with anybody uh, that was blind or had sight problems. Plus, mm. she said that she had never uh, worked with uh, an adult as old as I was. Mm-hmm. But uh, she uh, she was very patient. She was very mm-hmm. kind, and uh, she was very uh, understandable. She uh, helped me from where I was at, and she just showed me what to do and how to do it. And like I say, she, she was patient, and she mm-hmm. took her time. You know, she didn't rush me, and she didn't mm-hmm. uh, condemn me when uh, I, you know, would do something that, and it wasn't right. You know, she didn't make me feel bad about it. So, I, you know, I was happy. I, I was just doubly happy <laughs> with what was going wow. on because uh, I had a good organ teacher also. Okay. You, you know, I think, that's, um, I think that's really great because um, learning is lifelong. You know, um, ideally, um, you know, we are, we are lifelong learners from, from the time that we are born and until the time that we die. You know, we are, we are learning and changing and growing. And so, I mean, I just think it's very exciting that, um, you know, that you can, you know, that you can have a passion um, for discovery, you know, and for wanting to learn new things and, and, and have different adventures, you know, that, that, yeah. that's really great. Um, I want to ask you, what are some of the benefits of being retired? Are there are there benefits to being retired? Is it is it all what you know? Because you know, it, 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 sometimes it sounds like hype, but you know, is there something you know? Is there are there benefits to being retired? Well, I found benefits. Uh, I think that uh, for me, uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I like I like being retired. Uh, I'm able to uh, get up uh, whenever I want to, and I don't have to worry about deadlines, cases. I don't have to worry about the phone ringing, and I have to answer it. Uh, I uh, I just I'm enjoying my freedom, but in on the same note, I'm enjoying my freedom. But on the same note, when I initially retired, it was fun. But as time went on, it, I became bored because mm-hmm. when I was working, I worked and I liked my job and I liked helping people mm-hmm. and I liked being around people. Then once mm-hmm. I retired, I had to give all that up. Mm-hmm. And so initially when I retired, it was fun because I was tired. But then once I rested, then I became bored. And uh, this is when I started finding things to do. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So you had to begin to kind of actively seek out um, things to do with your time so, so that you didn't find yourself just 
kind of being at home, doing nothing, getting caught in a in a rut. Right, right. And then uh, I I go to conferences and I go to workshops and I uh, try to interact with uh, people my age and uh, I still uh, contact uh some of the people that uh, I keep in contact with, some of the people that I was working with. And Ooh. so uh, I still i am um, able to, uh, like, be around people that are still doing things, and I like doing things. Ooh. And so uh, this uh, helped me also uh, because I just didn't cut myself off and not do anything. I, you know, I still keep active. Uh, although uh, I initially, like I said, uh, once the newness of being at home, once that wore off, I did uh, get kind of bored and uh, mm-hmm. I got kind of depressed. But okay. I was going like to workshops and I started meeting, I was going like to workshops with uh, people around my age or older. And I started meeting people and talking to them, and they were having some of the same feelings I was having. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So I'm like, I'm not the only one that feels like this. And so as I began to, like, talk with uh, other people and we expressed uh, what was going on with ourselves, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I, uh, I'm i not the only one like this. And uh, I think that uh, I would like to share my life story about my retirement with others because mm-hmm. it's a lot of people that uh, are retired and uh, they don't know what to do. They really don't know what to do, and it's just like they are uh, blundering. You know, they got all this time, and they don't know what to do with it. Hmm. So is that what prompted your um, public speaking? Yes, 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 because as I uh, was talking with people and uh, being around people and talking with uh, some of the uh, people uh, at my uh, church that I attend and Mm -hmm. talking to uh, the different people that uh, hold positions, uh, you know, okay, I like people and I like working with people and I like helping people. Mm -hmm. And so when... uh, I started getting depressed, then I started looking for answers because I'm like, you know, I shouldn't be feeling like this. And uh, I felt burnt out, but I didn't have nothing to give. But I had been burnt out for a long time, but I still gave. But then it came to a point where I was unable to give because I was retired and uh, I didn't have anything to give. Wow. And so I, I wanted to be able to give back, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I felt that you know if I was able like to talk with uh, with people uh, that was like retired, 
I would be able to let them know that there is hope and that you don't have to give up uh, because of illness, uh, because of depression, or because of anything. You don't have to give up because there is hope. Uh, you know, we just have to change our way of thinking. And I know that's what I had to do. And uh, I just offer that to others. You know, you have to change your way of thinking because what we used to think, we can't think that no more because the world is changing. People are changing. And uh, we have to change with it. And so we have to change our way of thinking uh, about what's going on with us and start looking from within instead mm-hmm. of looking on the outside and looking for others to solve our problem, we need to look from within. Okay. And I <clears throat> I heard you talk about um, you began to meet other people around your age that were experiencing some of the same feelings, going through some of the same challenges as you. And so I want to ask you, what are some of the challenges of aging, you know, that in general or, or that you've experienced? Um, well, I've experienced uh, the challenge of uh, being at home, uh, not having the support of uh, my uh, independence being taken away. Because it's one thing about it. Once you retire, you're at that age and you're going to get older. You're going to get older. And so, therefore, your independence is taken away from you. Eventually, you're not going to be able to drive. Eventually, you slow down. Your body slows down. You cannot continue at the same pace that you worked uh, 40 years ago. And you can think about what happened 40 years ago, but it's not happening now. You know, we and we have to make that change. We have to adjust, you know. So we have to think about, you know, what we did 40 years ago, but what are we going to do now? You know, how can we exist and what can we do now to uh, function? Okay. Okay. Um, And I want to ask you, what steps have you taken um, today um, to take care of yourself? Well, what I've tried to do, and I'm going to say tried because uh, when old habits are hard to break, I'm telling you, <laughs> old habits are hard to break. So uh, I, uh, like I said, I, I've had diabetes uh, 40 years. And so I did not always do what I was supposed to do. Uh, so uh, I have tried to uh, stay on uh, my diet. Uh, I'm not always on top of it, but... I'm doing much, much better than what I had been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to take my medication on time. Uh, wherever I go, I take my medication with me. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever uh, I do, I try to incorporate. Uh, they showed me uh, how to uh, do to cheer exercises so mm-hmm. I can sit in a chair and still do exercises. You know, I don't have to get down on the floor, and I don't have to do a lot of strenuous exercises, but I can still exercise. So uh, this is what I do, and this helps me. 
And uh, I try to interact uh, with people. Uh, Like I said, I like people, and uh, I try to interact uh, with uh, other people and, uh, you know, try to discuss, you know, what's going on with them and let them know what's going on with me. And uh, I uh, try to go to workshops. I try to go to conferences. Uh, I try to keep up on uh, things uh, that's uh, going on. Now, I'm not always able to do that because, for one thing, I don't have transportation. Uh, my, uh, I did I, I, When I was working, I was driving, but since that time I had to stop driving. And so I don't have transportation, so it's not always easy to get around. But when I'm able to get out... Uh, that's one of the things that I do. Uh, I go to uh, workshops and uh, I uh, go to uh, classes. I take a lot of classes. And so mm-hmm. uh, these are, you know, a couple of the things that I do. But the one thing I do keep up with, you know, the workshops that uh, involve uh, social services and uh, involve uh, self-care. Okay. So, okay. So you're still involved in, in 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 what you did as a career, but just on a different level. Right. Right. So where I was doing it for others, where I was doing mm-hmm. it for families. Now I'm doing it for myself. Wow. Okay. Wow. And, and you know, you and I, we had this conversation um yesterday, I believe, and we were talking about um the importance of having um, a support system in your life. And, you know, you just mentioned some really important things about, um, like you were talking about your resources being limited. Um, But, you know, how important is it to have um, support systems in your life? I think that uh, is very important. I think that should be up at the top of our list, uh, and, you know, I think that we should, uh, if we don't have a list, that we should start uh, making a list about some things that we should do for when we, for the younger ones, so when they do get older. But it it don't really have an age because you can still do things to try to uh, make your life better. Uh, I know for uh, for me, uh, I, I try to Save, uh, because once you retire, uh, you don't have an income. You have an income, but it's a small income. Where when you work, you get paid every week or every two weeks. Where mm-hmm. when you are retired, you get paid once a month, or you get your check once a month. Then it's uh, small, much smaller mm-hmm. than your check when you was working, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found that it's very helpful to uh, start uh, saving some money. Uh, You could save, like, uh, whatever is in your change purse or your pocket. At the end Mm -hmm. of the day, you can put it in a jar or put it wherever you want to put it, but save it. Don't, don't, Don't spend it. And then, you know, it will accumulate. It will accumulate if you do that on a daily basis. And uh, and even if you don't have money on a daily basis, whenever you do get it, you can just put it aside 
and it, like I said, it will accumulate. And then as you need things, you will be able, you know, to get them, uh, which won't be such a hardship on you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's helpful. And then I think that we should look into insurances. A lot of times we don't have insurances, and I know that the economy has a lot to do with that, but then we have to look beyond the economy and uh, start thinking about how we're going to care for ourselves because uh, things are not getting any easier. And uh, if we could get, like, an insurance and one that's going to fit our needs and we should start thinking about what our needs are going to be because we are going to have needs. We might not have the same needs as we have now, but we will have some needs. And so we need to start looking to insurances that will fit our needs because I think once you start getting older, uh, it's hard to find insurance or it's hard to get because insurances are really, really high. And uh, I think that if you get the insurances while you're younger, uh, it won't be so as high as when you get older. Okay. So those are three very, very practical and useful tips that you've offered. And, you know, and those tips that you offer, you don't have to, you can be any age to do these things because I hear you talking about the importance of communication, the importance of having building relationships, developing relationships, and and building relationships with people that you can talk to. Um, I heard you talking about the importance of saving. And, you know, that, you know, if you can afford to save, you know, $20 or $50 a pay, you know, even if when you go to the store, and you come back to put that change in the change in the change uh, uh, box or the change uh, container, um, you know. And if you do that on a regular basis, whatever you save, it will add up. Right. Um, and then the importance of, of insurance. Mm-hmm. Those are really great tips. Um, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I want to ask you, um, who do you when you do your motivational speaking, um, who do you speak to, um, you know, who do you speak to, what audience, what type of audiences? Well, uh, I started out really speaking to uh, the uh, elderly, because I consider myself elderly, (laughs) but I started out because uh, the first uh, group that I spoke to, I live in Grecian Gardens, which is uh, independent living. And so uh, when I first started out, uh, I I had asked uh, uh, my friends here if I could speak to them that I had wanted to do motivational speaking and would they be my first audience. And they did agree. And then after I did my talk, they gave me very, very good feedback, plus they supported everything that I had did, and they encouraged me. So that was very, very helpful. And uh, I, that's the way I started out. Then I was going, like, to nursing homes, uh, speaking to uh, the uh, people in the nursing homes and uh, speaking to the uh, handicapped uh, teenagers, uh, pre 
teens and people that are uh, coming into retirement and uh, just a general audience. Uh, at the time when I was uh, doing my speaking engagements, uh, I would, like, get calls. And uh, the, I had called, like, some places, but then the word uh, people would just call me from word of mouth and, you know, okay. ask me would I speak different places. And uh, I spoke at churches, and I spoke at the site center and uh, juvenile uh, court uh, to the children that was in the detention home. And, you know, I spoke, you know, several places. And so uh, I haven't spoken in a while because uh, the uh, person that I had driving me, like I said, I have a problem with transportation. The person that I had driving me, uh, she had deaf in her family, and so uh, she stopped. Uh, she was driving me, so she kind of stopped uh it made her sad so she you know she kind of stopped being as active as she had been so uh i have not you know spoke for a while but i do plan to start back um eventually okay great so if um you know if um our listening audience if they wanted to know how to reach you do you want to give your information, or do you want them to to reach you through my email address? That would be great. Okay, so if anyone is interested in you um, speaking about life after retirement, um, they can contact you at kjones at prosperitylifecoach.com. Right. Great, great, great. Um, I want to ask you a few more questions. Um do you do you think that uh, retirement issues are different for men than women? Well, my personal opinion, and I think mm-hmm. this is what you're asking me for. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> I think that, uh, and I'm a woman, and so I'm for women. I think that it's a little different for uh, women than it is men because men. Uh, well, they are staying at home now with the children, but at one time, the, all a man's job was for him to do was work, where a woman, she worked and provided for the children. Mm-hmm. And so it made it a little different, and she had to look at things a little different than a man did. But now men are staying home taking care of the children. But I still think it's a little different because... They have like a different uh uh different outlook on what they think needs to be done and uh I've talked to you know a, a few men and uh they uh they just see things in a different light than a woman would okay, okay, so definitely in your opinion, some unique issues with retirement for men and women. Okay, I didn't understand what you said. Um, definitely, um, you know, uh, women, you know, retirement looks different for men um, than it does for women in your opinion. Right, because uh, men uh, make more than women uh, mm-hmm. money-wise, and uh, men have uh, gotten more time than women uh, mm-hmm. off on their jobs. And 
I don't think men is as tired as women. I mean, uh, uh, I think that uh, the women, the, their role as a wife, uh, a mother, and uh, caregivers too. They, a lot of times, uh, women are taking care of their their um, family. You know, they, they they take care of the parents. A lot of times, they take care of the if they're married, the husband's parents as well as their parents. If they, you know, right. their parents are living. Right. Right, right. So I just think that, uh, you know, it's just a little different. Okay, okay. I appreciate that. Um, now, you and I, we were um, having this conversation, and, um, and so I want to ask you, what do you think we as a community, as families, and as individuals should be talking about to each other as it relates to aging and retirement? Well, I think that... Uh, a good uh, conversation would be as to what should we do as we are getting older. What should we do? What should we think about? How we should interact with one another? Uh, how we should plan? And uh, I think that uh, one thing we could do is start looking at uh, resources because I think that that's uh, a problem not only for uh, the uh, elderly. I think it, you know, might be a problem for the younger people too, uh, because uh, the uh, buses are not running like they were, and they a lot of buses off different lines. So uh, a lot of people don't have cars. So I just think that. Uh, Transportation is one thing, you know, that can be discussed. Uh, uh, Interaction with each other, I think that could be discussed because a lot of times we have grown up and uh, we're separated. Uh, You know, uh, people live on one side of town and some people live on the other side of town and uh, they don't, we don't get together, we don't think we don't think the same. We don't think the same. Some people stay in the house and uh, they don't go out. Uh, some people uh, go out. Some people watch TV, uh, but they don't watch uh, the news. Uh, and so they don't know what's going on. And then some people don't want to know what's going on. So, I, you know, I think that we could involve ourselves with more with one another as to uh, let them know that we care and that uh, as we age that, you know, we should, you know, be uh, responding to one another as to, you know, how we feel and what we think and, you know, with general conversations. You know, I think that would, you know, help us in uh, our retirement so that I I know I live in uh, uh, independent living where uh, everybody has their own apartment, but uh, everybody do not participate because everybody is not uh, people, people. Social. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, and and they're they're just not. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if you start, uh, you know, talking with people and show them that, you know, you care and that, you know, you're interested in in, uh, uh, talking with them. I know when I was doing uh, my speaking engagements, uh, Mm -hmm. I would uh, ask uh, some of the uh, 
people that would come uh, to talks, I would ask them to uh, share where they worked at and how they liked it. And, boy, that would be the best conversation. They would really be talking. And, you know, people are very interested, and they've had interesting jobs. And uh, they want to share. They want to talk. And once you get them talking, you know, they they, they keep talking. They, you know, it's like they don't want to shut up, you know. So, you know, I think that we could show that, you know, we do care and we do want to hear, you know, what's going on with them. Hmm. I like that. You know, I like that. And I do, you know, I, I do agree that, you know, I do believe that, that everybody, everybody has a story and, you know, um, you know, everybody wants to feel important, and you know, mm-hmm. if we do take the time to to take an interest in in in, in the people around us, you know, and we'll learn some things. You know, we'll right. learn some things, but we'll help others in the process. Right. Um, yeah, so I agree with that, and and I, I thank you for that. All right. So one final question, okay. and that is, and that is, um, are there any last words that you would like to share with us? Uh, I uh, would like to, uh, I, first, uh, I want to uh, thank you, uh, Katrina, for uh, inviting me to be on your show. Uh, I was excited, and uh, I uh, I really appreciate that. And uh, I uh, would like to share about... Uh, Retirement, and I would like to share before retirement, do change. Sometimes uh, before retirement, uh, we are these happy, jolly people. Once we retire, we get sad and we get depressed and we withdraw. And, uh, you know, I just want to let the people know that uh, there is hope. There is hope, and uh, if we look at it from that point of view that there is hope and that we don't have to let uh, anything stop us from hoping, Uh, and we can do some of the things that we want to do. We might not be able to do everything we want to do, but we can do some of the things that we want to do, and uh, we need to uh, stop looking uh, and expecting others to supply our needs. Uh, we have to stop uh, listening to uh, negative conversations and uh, stop uh, enjoying what other people are saying and stop participating in negative uh, negativity. We we have to stop that because once we get all that in us, then we uh, we we shut down because we're full and we can't take any more in, and mm-hmm. uh, it keeps us thinking uh, not in a highly motivated way. So, you know, we need to make a change. We need to make a change, and we need to be willing to make a change. And these are some of the things that you know will help us to uh, make a change. And wow. uh, be willing to uh, accept the change that we say we want to make. Wow! Thank you. Very, very. Nice. I, I, I'm totally in agreement with that. You know, totally in agreement. You know, totally in agreement. 
Well, Mom, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on the show and being willing to share your experiences and to talk to us about life after retirement and to you know, to give us hope that there is life after retirement and to share some helpful tips and nuggets about some things that we could do to prepare for retirement. And if we are in retirement and are feeling like, um, is this all there is, that um, you know, there, we can change. We can change our thinking and and we can become involved and, and you know, we can um, make a life for ourselves. Um, so I want to thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and I want to wish you a happy Mother's Day, okay? Okay, I thank you also, Katrina. You are welcome. We are going to bring this session of Positively Affirmative to a close, and we want to thank you, our listening audience, for tuning in. This is the show where we affirm you with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute. Uh, We teach women how to create positive shifts in their work-life balance so they can become the directors of their own life stories. Uh, Is your life story one you'd love to see improve? If so, call me for a complimentary 30-minute coaching session and learn how to edit your life story. Our email address is kjones at prosperitylifecoach.com. And join us every Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Bring a friend and share the prosperity. Abundant blessings, everybody, and abundant blessings, Mom, okay? Okay, thank you, Katrina. Okay, have a great rest of your your evening. Thank you, and you also. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye, everybody. See you next week. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between.